episode of Real Dad Movement Podcast. I'm your host, Al. Today's episode, we are talking sedation and distraction. Wow, what a uh, what a flying start to the year. Here we are. I did a coaching session the other day where I spoke to the dads about winning the 8.3. What does 8.3 mean, Al? 8.3%. That's a month. So when you're breaking down 100% of the entire year into really compartmentalizing it, breaking it down into months. Obviously, there's 12 months. When you break it down, 8.3% equals a month. So it's it's a good chunk. It's a good chunk, but it's not that much as well. So a lot of the times we put pressure on ourselves that we must complete and do all these different things to be successful in one particular month. You don't, you don't really need to. What you do need to do, though, is focus and harness your energy and where you apply that energy with the time it's coupled with that you will never get back which is why this episode is critical for a lot of you fathers out there. You might be kicking ass in certain areas. You might be a high performer and dominating in others. But across the board in your entire life, you are burning out. You are struggling. You are feeling lethargic. You are feeling torn apart because there are bits and pieces, including your family, including the missus, including your work, that are pulling you apart everywhere. And you actually don't know where to channel the right energy, where to channel your focus and your efforts to win. Which is why, and it's it's a good saying, um, I can't remember where it came from or if it's something we just made up, but don't focus on doing everything uh, regardless of how good you do it. Don't focus on doing everything right, just do the right thing. What is the right thing, Al? Well, that's for you to decide. So when we're looking at this episode, we're looking at the month of January, which is just flown by, 8.3, 8.3%. You quickly realize that, hey, Al, I just need to be consistent for 90 days. Okay, well, that sounds like a lot. All right, well, I just need to be consistent for three months. Okay, what about two months? No worries, well, that's going to give me 16%. Yeah, you know, three months will give me 25%. There's a quarter, gone. Uh, you know, one month, that'll give me 8.3%. That's a good chunk. That's a good amount of change. Win the 8.3. Win the 8.3 by focusing your efforts and energy. And the way you do that is by valuing your efforts and energy on the things that serve you, on the things that you desire most, that you value most, that you want to experience and be part of the most. It's why I can't handle the bullshit. It's why I can't handle people who come into my life with a level of negativity, talking down, playing down things, a lack of belief in in either me, what we stand for, in themselves, exponentially where it becomes poisonous towards my belief system is something that I don't want to be part of. That's my environment. That's important. And when we recognize this, we start to see that ultimately people who come about with this almost victim mentality, whether they believe it's a victim mentality or not, they're lowering their standards of what they can achieve. It comes from sedation and distraction because they haven't had the time and effort to focus on what's important for them. Let me ask you, mate, what's important for you? What do you want? And, and really think about it here. Like when we're going through and breaking down this episode, don't just sit there going, I just want to be happy, Al. I just want, you know, the kids to see me as, as, as their hero or their leader. I just want to be a good role model or, you know, I just want to reconnect to the wife again. Awesome. That's great, mate. Good words. What does that mean? What does that look like? What are the feelings behind that that will drive you? What are the facts that must be true for those feelings to take effect? Too often we set goals, personal, emotional, tangible. I mean, naturally as men, we're logical, we break things down. We're problem solvers, fixers. You are creators. You, you are all creators. Don't deny yourself the fact that you have the ability to create in this world. But we set realistic goals. Why? You know your limitations, do you? You've, you've already lived your entire life. It's just, um, it's just on repeat, is it? You've just, you just time traveled back a little bit and you're in your mid-40s entering the second half again. You know exactly what you're capable of, do you? Is, is that right? Do you know what your limits are? If you said, yes, I'd call you a fucking liar. 
and excuse the French, I naturally actually don't like swearing. I'm not a big fan of it. But I'm not someone who just swears to execute power or hear the sound of my own voice and feel like some sort of authority. I'm, I'm a big, strong man. I've, I've got confidence in myself and value myself, but I'm very passionate about this. Like, man, this is your life. This is your life. You are in the second half. You are burning out or feeling that burnout or feeling the pressure, the stress. 20 years is gone. I've put everything into my family, my life, my career, my kids, my business. Who am I, Al? What do I need to do? What do I want to do? You have conditioning now that has shackled itself to you, chained itself to you, that is giving you limiting beliefs to set realistic goals or standards when the parameters or the foundations of what you're setting from for realistic goals and dreams is coming from a position of the unknown. You don't know what you can do. So why would you deny yourself before the fact of actually executing in life and seeing what's possible? It's a big roadblock, man. You need to get out of your own way. The point of what I've just said then as a pre-frame or foundation for this episode rolls me into the point of the episode in sedation distraction. If you focus and bleed your time, effort, and energy, you can focus. That's great. Like you can, you can be amazing at focus. And you can focus on the wrong things. That's not going to serve you, is it? See, distraction's a funny thing. It's something that prevents you from concentrating on something else. So I might be a distraction for you right now from the pitfalls, the little voice inside, the bullshit you tell yourself, the naysayer inside, the negative people in your life, the poison environments. And I might be a good distraction for you. But we reposition the wording to say, hey, I'm investing in myself by listening to Al to have a higher level of self-belief and value to execute and improve my life. I wouldn't call that a distraction, but if I did, I'd say it's a good one. So when we're looking at the moving parts of your life, all of them are driven from energy. And if you're focusing your energy on things that aren't going to serve you, mate, like, why? And where are you going with that and why? Don't don't throw your hands up in the air and just cry foul when it's all said and done and you're laying back on your deathbed going, ah, oh, well, it just is what it is, mate. You know, this happened to me back in 2006 and this happened in 2024 and, you know, it's just, it was just the way the world was, mate. It was tough for everyone. Yeah, it is. Life is tough for everyone always. But your perception on how you choose to see things and how you choose to see yourself and overriding the challenges you will face, not might, you will face, determines whether you believe you have the energy to overcome that resistance or not. The end. You have no idea some of the challenges I've gone through, and they will come out eventually. It'll be awesome. These will be great stories when I'm a little bit older, and I can really share what's happened from 2010 to 2020, like some horrific shit, man. It's amazing. It's not that I don't want to share it. It's just not relevant now because it can come from a, a higher position of showcasing the steps, those incremental changes, just inching my life forward bit by bit, year after year, to look back and go, wow, look where Al's come from. Look where he was. And just like you, like we all have stories. We all have a list of good, bad, and the ugly. When you have a desire to move the needle forward in your life or move it in the right direction or steer the ship in the right path, find your true north, whatever analogy or terminology you want to use to determine a point A to a point B reference of improving yourself, you must see yourself as a higher valued man, a higher version waiting to be realized. There's 45-year-old Al. He's just waiting for him. He's waiting to be realized. He's right there. He's whispering in my ear of what I should be doing, how I can improve, how I can be more. There's 55-year-old Al, a bit older, a bit wiser again. There's 65-year-old Al, built this massive empire. He wants to be realized. He's waiting for younger Al to reach him. He needs younger Al to grow and keep improving. This is what it's about, mate. Like, you know, you're going to blink and another 10 years will pass. 
And, and this is the reality of your current circumstances that ultimately get get caught up in a haze, a fogginess, sometimes a whirlwind effect where you don't know where you're going, where you're applying your efforts and energy. And all of a sudden, I don't have enough, don't have enough hours in the day, Al. I don't have enough time. It's too, it's too hard. There's too much going on. There's too much chaos. Well, of course there is, mate. If you're not investing the right time in yourself and taking time out to slow down the world, be still and be present. Well, that sounds good, Al. What, what do you mean by that, mate? Well, let me ask you this, and this is the key thing. Like, I'm not, I'm not here to be a hard ass, but if I came to every single one of your houses or got on the phone with all of you and we did a complete audit of your day, we would find big fucking holes where you have so much time to improve. And we all do. I'm not going to sit here saying you've got 24 hours a day. I'm not going to sit here saying we're all the same. You're all different. We're all different. The patterns and the conditioning are similar. Absolutely. I see that. I've worked with so many dads now. That's why I'm so in tune with it. You know, and I listen and I understand and I reflect what's necessary for that man. We find that pathway. It's, it's why we connect. It's why what we do works. <clears throat> Ultimately, and I broke it down with different psychology, just like I said, the 8.3. You know, I've never seen that anywhere else before, but when I'm looking at it, I'm like, okay, well, we don't need to talk about six-month goals, one-year goals. Of course we do. That's our distant true north. That's our distant vision of what we want to achieve. But let's break it down. How do I win the 8.3? How do I improve my life, get that 8.3% and make that a victory, make that a win, a big W, a big V, which also takes me to the point of saying when we don't connect with something like 24 hours a day, we need to find something else to connect to to value our time because that's just been flogged. You're, like, you're flogging your dead horse by saying that. It means nothing. And a third of that's asleep anyway. But when you sleep for seven hours and 20 minutes, some of you may get more, some may get less. But if we give that a wholesome figure, which is generally on the mark, I know a lot of us, I'm certainly not with three kids under five at the moment, sleeping very well, but when we're looking at between sort of that five to eight and a half, nine hour mark, let's say seven hours and 20 minutes, that gives you 1,000 minutes a day. That's a lot of time. It's not much as well, it goes fast. You can say 86,400 seconds, that's way too quick. You don't connect with that. I can't do it. Like, there's 10 seconds, there's 10 seconds. Whereas minutes... Thousand minutes. It's a big enough number, and a minute is long enough for you to execute and create some good changes in that day. But it's also not too long so that you actually don't value it. You should value it. It goes fast as well. Thousand minutes a day. My life's too chaotic. I don't have time. This. I just come home. I just want to. I just want to relax, man. Like I'm falling asleep. I'm. You know. I need a couple of drinks to unwind. You know. I just need to. I watch my TV. I watch my show. I watched two movies on the on the weekend with um with the little ones, uh one with one with Corinne and one with the girls, and oh man, I felt like I've been drugged. I struggled to get out of the lounge. I couldn't believe it. That's the most TV I've watched over a forty eight hour period in probably twelve months. It, it's not that I have anything against television or alcohol, but when we're talking about sedation and distraction, you need to seriously ask yourself this question: How much am I wasting my time on things that do not serve me? Because here's the thing, like if you're watching more than four hours of television a week, why? What do you need it for? That's obviously a habit. No worries. What's the cue? Oh, it's when I get home from work and I've had a stressful day. No worries. What's the perceived reward? Helps me unwind, helps me relax. No worries. What's the actual habit? Sit in front of the idiot box and then just tune out and zone out and become a zombie. I just need it. I just need it. My brain's fried. I just need it out. Beautiful. Of course you do. I'm not here to convince you otherwise. If that's your belief system and that's what you believe you need to have in your life, beautiful. Let me ask you this though, which man in his right mind sits back on his fucking deathbed and goes, geez, I wish I watched more television and drank more alcohol when I was younger. I really missed out on that TV series. 
when his children, his grandchildren are looking him in the eyes and he's laying back on his deathbed about to fucking cuck it. You tell me, mate. I never come from a place of judgment. I can't unless I live in your shoes and that's impossible. Can't judge you. And never from a pedestal where I'm elevating myself above you. I'm here to provide value for you to get out of your own way and shift your perspective. <clears throat> Do you need to cut alcohol tomorrow? No. Do you need to throw the TV in the bin? No. We bought a new TV the other week. The other one we'd had for like 10 years. <laughs> it was pretty pretty old. It did well for us, but it was conking out and got a new one. And I actually didn't really want to get a TV, but it provides some level of value and, and service to my wife and my children. So be it. You know, I'll probably watch uh, maybe three hours a month um, of bits and pieces, mainly kids' movies with the girls, just to have a bit of fun with them and have a few laughs. This is the challenge. You'll never get that time back. So when we're looking at definitions of sedation and distraction, what we're looking at is things that takes you away from your eye on the prize of living your best life. That doesn't mean that you are living on the edge. That doesn't mean you're living with high intensity. Intensity will burn you out, but intent will move you forward. Intensity will destroy you if you maintain that at a higher level consistently. No good. Life doesn't work that way. Nothing stops. Life is ever flowing full of movement. I mean, at an anatomical, you know, atoms, everything is a majority of space. Yeah, atoms, you know, large percent, 91 or 96% space. There's space there so you can move. This is, this is a critical thought process to go, life is movement. I'm here to move. Even if I'm being still or present or going for a walk or training at the gym, the levels of intensity change, sure. But I'm not here to live on the edge. I'm not here to live as a mute. I laugh every single day. You know, I'm... I'm Smart ass, have funny jokes, all that sort of stuff. Like, I laugh, I enjoy my life. Make no mistake. I'm not here as some sort of Nazi taskmaster cracking the whip. But why are you here? What are you looking to change or achieve? See, IDM is my life. This is what I do. Giving value and service is what I'm spending a large portion of my life on. I love this. I enjoy this. I truly do. Like, this is me. This is part of who I am. This is part of who Al continues to become. But ask yourself this question. What is sedating and distracting me away from the greatest version that I can become in my life? And more often than not, the common threads from those are alcohol and television, drugs and technology. They are one and the same as well. Technology can be a drug. These are things that are changing chemical processes in your brain. They're pulling you back. They're pulling you away from taking a level of action in your life. Like when we're looking at the, uh, at the definitions of sedation, you know, promoting calm or inducing sleep, a drug taken for its calming or sleep-inducing effect. Like that is sedation. If I'm looking at this on the dictionary, you type it in on, on Google or on a search engine, distraction, a diversion or recreation, a, a thing that prevents someone from concentrating on something else. When you're looking at this, ask yourself this question, do I need something, an external force, sedative, an external factor, something in my external environment to put my internal environment to sleep? to calm and relax it? If you do, then let me be honest, mate, you're searching in the wrong places because you are hinging your value, you are hinging your vulnerability, you're hinging your strengths on factors that you don't control. You're not working from the inside out. You're focusing from the outside in. Oh, it's a dangerous game, man. That is a dangerous game to play, which is why fatherhood is such a phenomenal thing. Because you're invested in something outside of you that is a part of inside of you. Your children, like they are part of you, man. This is your legacy. Like I said, are you going to sit back on your deathbed and go, fuck, I'm glad I watched um, 
You know, I'm glad I watch Vikings and, and I'm glad I watch Game of Thrones. I love those. They're two, they're two series I've watched. I'm sure there's plenty out there. I'm sure there's a lot of good ones out there these days. They're the two latest ones I've watched, which probably shows it's been a few years now since I've been into the whole TV series and all that sort of stuff. Like I've, I've not watched TV properly for years. When I say properly, like used to proper watch it, like all of us did, right? Years. Right, lucky, I'd say I'd be lucky to do, you know, I'd be lucky to do 20 hours, 30 hours a year. Lucky to do that. So ask yourself, what am I engaging myself with that is sedating or distracting me, that's pulling me away from being present with my children, being present with my business, my work, being present with my wife, that otherwise, like compound interest, if I make those micro shifts and get those micro wins and compound on those, they will grow, they will flourish, they will be nurtured. You want to talk about having problems connecting with your wife, yet you sink and piss and you're watching television and you're out of shape and out of whack. Fuck, mate, what do you think's going to happen? She's a representation of you. And I'm not saying that I know the ins and outs of your relationship, what's all said and done, it's a robotically, you know, black or white in the dynamics of your relationship, but the reality is everything is energy. So the energy you're putting out there is going to be reflected and put straight back onto you. This is a universal law, man. Don't try and hide away from it. It will find you. Fatherhood, perfect example. Nothing brings up the mirror harder and closer to your face than fatherhood. It's It was life-changing for me in an unbelievable way for a man who'd overcome so much adversity in his life. I couldn't believe how much it changed my world and how much it's made me a harder, more steeled man. And not tougher, beat my chest harder, but just the self-belief, the value, the energy expression to my children as a leader showing, not telling. Look inside of your life and ask yourself this question. Do I need to have those 10 to 15 beers a week, 20, 25? We've had dads come in our program who've had much more than that, and they've pulled back, not because I've told them not to, but because they've seen the value of the opposite of sedation and distraction, but they've seen the value of being present. They've seen the value of investing their their hard-earned, because it is a miracle you're here, their hard-earned time and energy, regardless of whether it's lackluster at the moment or not, you can build on that in something that serves them to continue to become more. If you continue to become more and grow, it is impossible to have regret in your life. Impossible. You may have regrets right now. That's okay. We all have things we look back and go, fuck, I could have done better with that. I fucked up there. But if you continually improve your life, that is part, like that. that is that is, that is another link in the chain of your life that is a part of your makeup. You know, you're carving out this big sculpture of clay. That's part of the clay that you reshape, remold to build that big fucking Michelangelo's David, that big warrior, that big titan of you up there on the podium. So never neglect or deny the hardships in your life from which you know you could have done better. But ask yourself this question, am I doing more now to be better? Because if you're not, they'll fucking haunt you, man. They'll haunt you big. Sedation and distraction. Sedation and distraction. Technology, drugs, TV, alcohol. Like they're the quick kills. They're the easy ones just to go bang right away. Like I know there's lots of different distractions. Don't worry about that. There is plenty. You know, there, there, there is a lot out there. Be smart with your time. Value your time and energy and ask yourself, if I just invested this five minutes every three hours scrolling on Facebook, no worries. If I invested you know, that 30-minute period, if we said 18 hours of the day you're awake, even 15 hours, okay, that 25-minute period, if I invested that in reading, 
Even if I read 200 words a minute, which is slow, like that's me, or that was me. Did a reading course, now it's 600. Peeled it back for better comprehension, it's about 450. And I can do a book a week, easy. 25 minutes a day, do a book every five days. What value would you get out of that for moving your life forward? It doesn't have to be reading a book. It could be an audio book. It could be anything. It could be these podcasts. You're listening. You're caught up to speed on this. You might not know much about our Beautiful. Go back. Go back to some of the earlier episodes. Invest and immerse yourself in the right environment that doesn't sedate or distract you. It uplifts and enriches who you are and the life that you can live. Because when we're looking at sedation and that definition, Ask yourself, am I here just to be fucking sleepy? Am I here just to be calm and relaxed all day? Don't worry, I've got plenty of times to be on the level and be calm and relaxed. I'm calm and relaxed right now. It doesn't mean I can't just flick a switch and give you this intent and this energy and push this forth. Sitting in RDM HQ, recording this, looking into a camera saying, hey, this is your life. How are you going to move forward with it? What are you going to do about it? How are you going to improve yourself and improve your circumstances? You can stay on the level, mate, but you don't want to sedate and distract yourself with external factors that pull you away from the life you can live. You're laying in your deathbed, you know, being haunted almost by the ghosts of your dreams, what was possible, what you could have done, but you didn't. Looking at you, I remember there was a motivational speaker. It might have been Les Brown, I can't remember. And uh, he got it from someone else, a very old, I think it was maybe back in the 30s or 40s. And he he painted this picture of you on your deathbed. And these ghosts, they come to you and say, we came to you. You could have given us life. You could have realized us and made us real. But instead, we are here and just dying with you. It doesn't matter what your goals or dreams are. Don't cut yourself short. It doesn't have to be what I'm doing. It doesn't have to be what Bill or Bob's doing. It can be whatever you want or, or really desire in your life. We're all different. That's the beauty of life here. We all have different gifts but you'll never realize them if you don't give them the attention and opportunity to focus on what that is, to triple down on your strengths instead of being sedated and distracted and just fucking drifting through life, mate. You're not here to be a drifter. You're not here to be someone who just exists. You're not even here to be a survivor. What, what sort of medal of honor is that to fucking pin to your chest? I'm a survivor, Al. I survive. Yeah, beauty. You're doing the bare essentials to exist, to not die. That's what surviving is. Surviving is simply not dying. With everything you face. How about you rise up and you fucking thrive, mate? How about you rise up and you become a competitive athlete inside of your own mind, inside of your own environment, your world, physically and mentally, and you compete to win? How about you have that tenacity? What do you think will happen? Compound interest as we wrap this up. What do you think will happen if you navigate and steer away from the things that are sedating and distract you, adopt that killer mindset to go, and this is my fucking time out. It's my chance, my opportunity, family, self, and service for my business, for my wife to stay connected, right? Divorce doesn't mean it's always something that's a torturous thing that is is something that must be. But for some guys, yes, that may be a natural path. This is life. It does happen. But does it happen more than it probably should? Maybe. Who knows? You know, I'm not going to waft off into opinions, but the reality is if you're currently married, and, and the relationship's waning and it's not ignited with the flame it should be and the different stages and, and love you should have through the different courses of your life and how you change, how she changes, how you continue to grow individually and together, you need to address that now, mate. Or that shit will fall apart. In yourself, your health, your well-being, your primal power, physically and mentally, the reason why I can perform and do this at the highest level 
is by is because I continue to enhance who I am. Listen, focus, pay attention, learn, learn from the dads in RDM, outside of RDM, the environment, other people, places, things, myself, and I stay incredibly fit, healthy, and strong. I woke up four o'clock this morning, went to the gym. Why did that out? Well, I did that so I could set up the day to win. Then I came in six a.m. I'm doing this podcast six a.m. in the morning. And then fucking hooking to a day of work, getting home early so I can spend time with my family. My wife's going out with her friends. Great. That's a win. Of course, there's going to be curveballs that come into play. Looking after your primal power, how you nourish and move the body for your physical and mental health is important. Looking after your spirit, which is your perceptions, how you choose to see things, how you value yourself and your belief systems is important. Your environment is important. Imagine if you went out after life with that ferocity. Not always at the top, not always with maximum intensity, but you went after life with that. You may not hit what I'm hitting right now. That's okay. You don't need to. I worked very hard to get to this stage. Very, very hard. But you get after it and you lift your game 3%, 6%, 1%, 4%. And the 8.3, that is January. The 8.3, that is February. You turn around your corner and you know what? You win 5% of that. Instead of trickling through a 1.3 to 1.8% out of the 8.3, you win 5 to 6%. Fuck, that was, that was good, Al. I made some changes. And you compound that again. And you compound that again. Do that by valuing your time and the energy coupled with that time that you'll never get back. Value that by removing the bullshit in your life that doesn't serve you in what's sedating and distracting you. Remove that by turning the solid in your life, like watching TV for two hours every single day, having three to five beers every single night, by turning those solids into liquids with a fluidity. Cut a little bit, adjust, change, get a little bit more discipline, adjust the habits a little bit, make it liquid. It's a solid right now, it's part of who you are. That's hard to cut cold turkey, I get it. Make it liquid. And then make it gas. And then let it disperse up in the atmosphere. It's no longer a part of you. You can see it for what it is, but it doesn't serve you anymore because you're a higher level who values himself more as a father, as a leader, as a man, as a lover. It's a fucking miracle we're here, man. One in 400 trillion sperm. Think about that. I mean, it's a miracle my two daughters are here. My son was natural. but <laughs> Our two girls IVF and it was a nightmare to, to get it. And my uncle never had children, never had that chance because at that stage in the 80s and 90s, the technology wasn't there. It is a gift. It is a miracle. Don't waste your turn. Don't be on your deathbed going, I wish I drank more alcohol and beer we, and watch more TV because we all know that's fucking bullshit. There's no way any man, and any man who said that, he was a fucking oxygen thief and I wouldn't want to know about him and I feel for his children. Regardless of when you listen to or watch this, don't don't halt it. Don't stop. Don't just take it in. That's great, Alan. Don't hesitate. Go. Do something now. What will you do? Plan the work. Work the plan. Morning, in char- you know, it's invigorated you and ch- charged you up for the day. Awesome. Nighttime, reflection. Okay, cool. Something to think about. Now, how am I going to put that in play? Think it. Write it. Read it, speak it, believe it, act it, behave and become. Behave it and become it. Don't fake it till you make a shit. You must incorporate those behavioral actions and patterns and become that. And your life will change, mate, I promise you. It, it will change tenfold. You have no idea how much it can change, which is a good thing. That's not a thing to write you off. It's exciting. The unknown can be exciting. It can be scary if you have uncertainty coupled with that and uncertainty comes from no action. No, no, no. 
Everything moves in life, even our atoms. You are here to act and continually take action in your life. I hope you got a lot of value out of this, regardless of when you listen to or watch this. Take this, mate. Take this in your stride and improve that stride to go, you know what, Al's right. Man, how much? Do an order on yourself. Own your truth. I don't need to call you or come around your house. Own your truth. Have a look over the week. Fuck, he's right. I'm watching 10 hours of TV a week, yet I whinge that I don't have time to exercise. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Mate, watch, watch TV eight hours a week and just do two one-hour walks and watch how much your life changes. It's unbelievable. You are here to be a high performer. Leadership performance. Build the gas tank. Change the patterns. Remove what sedates and distracts you or at least cut it down so that you are living life with more control on your terms instead of floating through being a consumer. You're a fucking creator. Hope you enjoy this. Have an amazing day, night, weekday, weekend. Get after it. Get after life. And tune in for another episode soon. Cheers.